the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis fueled by Lucky Station With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffith. Authorities say it appears that a neighborhood beef is behind a fatal shooting that erupted at an all-night New Jersey Arts Festival. Mercy County prosecutors said Sunday that the two additional victims came forward bringing the injured count up to 22 people. Four people remain in critical condition including a 13-year-old boy. Two suspects opened fire Sunday morning during the Arts All-Night Festival in Trenton. One suspect is dead. A second suspect is in custody. The debate continues over the practice of separating children from their illegal immigrant parents when they cross the border. White House advisor Kelly and Conway. If the Democrats are serious and if a lot of Republicans are serious, they'll come together. This year. They won't just talk about this week the Dreamers or just the wall or just catch and release. It's all of the above. And there are ways to repatriate these families back to their home countries expeditiously. Conway and NBC's Meet the Press. This is SRN News. Dads come in all different shapes, sizes, and styles. Some are well-kept with a modern look, while others opt for the classic cargo shorts and faded T-shirt combo. Some dads are handy, fixing cars and building tree forts, while others are masters of the grill who specialize in piggyback rides. Be sure to tell your dad today the traits you love the most about him. Good for you and your father. From AM 1280, The Patriot. Happy Father's Day. You're listening to AM1280, The Patriot Intelligent Radio. Coming up next is the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson, The Closer. So don't go anywhere. First, we'll give you a quick weather update. A high of 92 degrees and rain likely. Heavy rain and actually thunderstorms potentially after 3 p.m. today. A high of 77 degrees and a good chance of thunderstorms for Monday as well. And then a high of 78 degrees and partly cloudy skies on Tuesday. Stay tuned for Brad Carlson, The Closer, right here on AM1280, The Patriot. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and go launch sequence. Engineering, go flight. Master control, go flight. Studio engineer, go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Hey, I'm 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651 289 4488. And if you'd like to send us a text message, feel free, 651-243-0390. Hey, you can weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow. Pretty comments or questions regarding any of today's show content. And uh, a little bit of a steam bath out there. Mercy sake. Whew. But uh, 
little uh, some thunderstorms that uh, crack producer Brandon was forecasting, which uh, means that uh, our uh, our dog is going to be uh, having a fit again. Dort. Most dogs don't like thunderstorms, and our dog especially. So <laughs> something to look forward to this afternoon, I guess. But, hey, welcome back uh, to the show. Glad to be with you, uh, as always, uh, for the next hour. And uh want to I, – I, if you follow my blog at bradcarlson.org, you probably know that uh, I was pretty busy this past week and didn't have a whole lot of engagement with the news past about Wednesday morning. So uh, – Fortunately, there was some stuff going on earlier in the week uh, that I opined on at bradcarlson.org that uh, we could definitely go through. And then at 2.30, the newly crowned Miss Minnesota Michaeline Carlin will be joining the broadcast. Uh, that was what I was doing most of last week. I, I am a co MC for the Miss Minnesota pageant. So Wednesday and Thursday were the preliminaries, and last night uh, Michaeline was crowned new Miss Minnesota. So she'll be on the broadcast to uh, talk all about her uh, her reign over the next uh, 364 days. So... Uh, very excited about uh, Mike Lean and the potential that she is that she has at uh, Miss America. So we will, uh, like I say, we will get to that in due time. But I did want to uh, get to a story from this past week. Uh, I I got to be honest. If I didn't have a radio show, I probably wouldn't use Twitter a whole heck of a lot. Well, I take that back. I do use Twitter a lot. I have a couple different accounts. One specifically I use just for the show. And so I, I follow a lot of political accounts, and then uh, I have a personal one that I just follow, you know, my favorite uh, sports figures, celebrities, and and good friends, what have you. So uh, whenever I scroll through t- Twitter, it seems like on a daily basis I'm, I'm shaking my head and saying, we live in very stupid times. And I'm always hesitant to, to, paint, a bro- to paint with a broad brush because I—, I, I I I can't believe that Twitter is an overall representation of the public at large. I got I'm I think to myself people are better than this. People are smarter than this. They they have to be. At least I hope they are. Uh the reason I say this is because the Twitter mob has a way of browbeating into people, browbeating people into apologizing for seemingly benign comments because they just it's an avalanche of of uh of just Twitter commentators just spewing hate and uh, vitriolic garbage. And the latest example, ironically, was aimed toward Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey. Uh, I'll read a uh, excerpt from businessinsider.com. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey ignited a backlash online after revealing that he a- ate at <gasps> Chick-fil-A this past month. Yes, on Saturday, Dorsey posted a photo on Twitter with the caption, Boost Chick-fil-A, showing he had saved 10% on a $31.58 order at the fast food chain. Critics immediately seized on Dorsey's support of Chick-fil-A, whose CEO has come under fire for his views on same-sex marriage during Pride Month. You must love the taste of bigotry, one wrote in response. Why is Twitter posting notoriously anti-gay company during hashtag Pride Month, another person wrote. Among the critics was the former CNN anchor Soledad O'Brien, who said, This is an interesting company to boost during Pride Month there, Jack. Dorsey responded, You're right. Completely forgot about their background. And as is the case with many victims of the Twitter mob, an apology was essentially coerced. Now, what bothers me about this is... Uh, Dan Cathy, who is the uh, who is the CEO of Chick Fil A, came out 
2012, when obviously the gay marriage issue hadn't been settled, but it was definitely evolving toward, towards pretty much a majority support in this country, or at least it appeared that way. I, it's still an evenly divided issue, I believe, but uh, like I say, people, uh, they they finally got to the point, okay, whatever, live and let live. Well, that's not even good enough anymore. You'll be made to care. You'll be made to take a stance, and anything, other than, anything less than 100% acquiescence is deemed unacceptable. So Dan Cathy declared in 2012 that he wholeheartedly supported the biblical definition of the family unit, which, of course, flies in the face of same-sex marriage. And what frustrates me with so many of these simpletons on the left is they believe that having a nuanced disagreement with one's lifestyle is somehow equivalent to abject hatred of that person. So here's the thing. Dan Cathy has his own personal viewpoint on the the same-sex marriage issue. So how does that translate to his company, Chick-fil-A? Is Chick-fil-A openly denying service to to gay people? Is Chick-fil-A refusing to hire gay people? Because believe me, if if that had ever if either of those situations ever happened, they it, they'd be shouted from the mountaintops. They'd be the lead story in CNN and MSNBC practically every night. If there was just one instance of it. But we've not heard it, have we? And the truth is that the uh progress if the progressive left really cared about principles and aiding the disaffected, they would be applauding an organization like Chick-fil-A. I'll give you a couple of examples. Remember the aftermath of the uh, of the uh, that awful mass shooting at Pulse nightclub down in Orlando, Florida. Just over it was just over two years ago, as a matter of fact. Uh, multiple Chick-fil-A stores opened on Sunday morning. That's a big deal because Chick-fil-A stays closed on Sundays. They faithfully observe the Sabbath. Again, it's a uh, a Christian organization, faith based, uh, faith faith-based company. And so therefore they close on Sundays. I guarantee if they open on Sundays, they'd probably get a lot more business and generate a ton more revenue. But they, they're showing an example of what's most important to them. But here, they were willing to forego that to help people in need. You know, the Christian tenet of helping, helping others, loving thy neighbor, right? So they open on Sunday morning because the Pulse nightclub shooting took place late Saturday night and into Sunday morning, so Chick-fil-A opened Sunday morning to feed those providing aid to the shooting victims. You know, the shooting victims, many of those who were <gasps> gay? But nevertheless, Chick-fil-A, that, did, it, that didn't mean a thing to them. They were willing to help out people who were willing to help out their fellow men and women. And how about uh, just last December? You remember when the Atlanta airport had a power outage? Great timing, right? Just a, I think it was the week before Christmas. Of course, it's a busy time in any airport around the country. And the Atlanta airport, which is one of the bigger ones in the country, uh, had a power outage. And people were basically stranded. Well, it was also on a Sunday, in uh, I guess it would be six months ago, when the uh, Atlanta mayor requested that Chick-fil-A open up and provide sandwiches to those travelers who are stranded. And they did. Again, helping out their 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 fellow fellow humans. And for all the caterwauling that leftists engage in over fast food workers, 
you know, needing fifteen, needing to earn fifteen dollars an hour. They need to earn these fast food workers, Walmart workers, you know, any of the boogeymen uh, that the, that the left targets. They need to pay a livable wage. You know, that fifteen dollar minimum wage, right? And now, you know, the hashtag fifteen now or whatever it is. And now that that's becoming, now that some of these cities are actually passing a fifteen dollar minimum wage, uh, McDonald's are now replacing a lot of workers for kiosks. So. Great job, uh, 15 now. Yeah, yeah, workers are losing their jobs. But anyways, uh, Chick-fil-A proves they don't need government intervention to pay such a wage or to add, or as well as add in ancillary benefits. There are, uh, There is a, uh, I believe it was Chick-fil-A in Sacramento. They're paying their workers $18 an hour. Now, granted, the cost of living in, in California is a little bit higher, but Northern California, Sacramento area, it's not nearly as bad as, like, say, San Francisco or Los Angeles. It's $18 an hour, and they're also providing health benefits and, and sick pay. You know, the things that the, that, that these uh, big government progressives or, or, or socialists like Bernie Sanders say should be mandated by the government. Chick-fil-A doesn't need government intervention. They feel like, look, if our workers deserve it and they do a good job, yeah, absolutely we want to, we want to, we're willing to give out those benefits. We're willing to pay those higher wages. This is the whole problem. Again, I'm pointing this out because the progressive left's demonization of, of Chick-fil-A, if they're, again, really principled about helping your fellow man and aiding the disaffected, okay, you would they would applaud a company like Chick-fil-A. But this is a classic example of, uh, you know, my colleague Mitch Berg has, has pointed this out several times. It's better to, to, to think good than to do good. Or as I, or as I titled a post this past week, uh, it's better to virtue signal than to actually be virtuous. And David Brooks of the New York Times talked about this a couple weeks ago. Taught, you know, the the, uh, the popular term now is woke. Oh, man, we're woke. We're woke to all that's going on around us. I'll just read a quick ep- excerpt from uh, David Brooks' column in the New York Times. Uh, in fact, wokeness puts more emphasis on how you perceive a situation, how woke you are to what is wrong, than what exactly you plan to do about it. To be woke is to understand the full injustice. There is no measure or moderation to wokeness. It's always good to be more woke. It's always good to see injustice in maximalist terms. To point out any mitigating factors in the environment is to be naive, childish, a co-opted part of the status quo. So, again, this is a, this was a column David Brooks put out, uh, I think, about two weeks ago, New York Times. So, again, it's much easier for one to signal his or her virtue than to actually put actions behind one's words. Maybe that's why... The left despises Chick-fil-A so much. The organization is acting, actually living by certain principles which the left claims they possess, but they rarely back up with substantive action. So as a result, these, uh, these progressives are exposed for the, uh, for the frauds they are. So deep down, that's probably why they're the most angry with the organization. And a friend of mine uh, commented on a blog post I, I, I put together about this, and he said it's worth noting that the new Chick-fil-A branch uh, down in Rochester uh, they did an incredible amount of training to help people get it right. Uh, those workers are earning the extra few bucks an hour they're getting uh, as far as I have experienced. So, again, this companies do well and thrive when it's, a, when it's more of a meritocratic type of uh, situation. So, and by the way, uh, before we go to break, I did, want, I did see a couple of uh, tweets about this. Um. There was a viral video that, that's gone out where a Chick-fil-A employee was running down a car that drove off with 
without part of their order. I mean, doesn't that, don't you hate that when you get home and you open up your bag, you're ready to eat whatever fast food you purchased and you realize they forgot like one of your burgers or they forgot one of your fry or, or order fries or they give you onion rings instead of fries. Yeah, this chick, there's a video, viral video out there, a Chick-fil-A employee chasing down a car that forgot part of his order. Another testimonial, uh, a gentleman went through Chick-fil-A drive through the other day and um, he was handed uh, his food and and he said, well, wait a minute, I didn't pay yet. What are you handing me your, the food for? I didn't pay you yet. And uh, apparently this employee spoke to the outside attendant that took his order and looked back at him and said, uh, she took care of your order. Thank you for your service because this was a uh, military veteran. So Chick-fil-A doesn't garner a lot of headlines for all that. They do seem to uh, draw a lot of vitriol for a benign comment that the CEO made about uh, biblically-based marriage six years ago. But uh, Chick-fil-A is doing just fine, I think. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also text your comments or questions to 651-243-0390 or weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag NarnShow. Brad Carlson, The Closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. It's heating up around here, and so is the action at Target Field. Celebrate summer at Target Field with baseball tickets from Ticket King. Ticket King is your local ticket broker. That's right, local, with offices in Minneapolis and St. Paul. They've got options to sit all over Target Field, from premium dugout seats to the top of the rooftop party deck. For a safe, trusted ticket broker in your own backyard, go to TicketKingOnline.com or call 612-341-4131. TicketKingOnline.com. Hey folks, I'm David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. Over a decade ago, I decided to start a company that could help families take control of their finances and more importantly, their time. We offer you a powerful education in how to trade in the stock market, providing you the skill sets you need to manage your financial manager and speak his language, or even cut out the middleman entirely and do it yourself. My mission was to put more money in the hands of good Christian people to impact this country and the rest of the world. Since that time, I've seen Tradeway grow from a small business started in a garage with my family to an education company which now employs more than 20 families and has educated nearly 20,000 people from all across the country. God has truly blessed this mission. It's been exciting to see the Tradeway family grow through the years. At this point, people attend our events not only to hear about the stock market, but to fellowship with other families and even to strengthen their walk with the Lord. The Tradeway community is unlike anything I've ever seen in my business career or even in my ministries. With Tradeway, you not only get a powerful system for trading as a business, but you get the kind of hands-on support, ongoing development, and personal community that is required to propel you forward in this journey, and we help you to do that one step at a time. I want to personally invite you to join us at our next event called Step 1, Start Your Journey at the Weston Edina Galleria, June 15th and 16th. The event will be hosted by John Quinn. John is one of the most analytical people I know. In fact, he's literally a rocket scientist, but he has the ability to teach in a way that everyone can understand, which is a great skill. Join us at the Weston Edina Galleria, June 15th and 16th, and bring your family. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. 
What does it mean to be a Christian woman in today's culture? How does your faith in Jesus Christ relate to the world around you? Sometimes to have faith can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and sometimes challenging landscape. That's why you need to visit iBelieve.com. iBelieve.com is a site designed for Christian women. iBelieve.com has blogs, videos, and even daily devotionals. Whether you're looking for advice, ideas for your church group, or just an uplifting message, visit iBelieve.com. That's iBelieve.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the broadcast. Hey, special programming note. I get my second hour back starting next week, Sunday, June 24th. Yes, the closer will be back on from 1 to 3 p.m. here on AM 1280, The Patriot. So I look forward to tuning in. And uh, this being an election year, there's always a lot of news week in and week out. And with this crazy uh, presidential administration, (laughs) I always lament not having that extra hour. Now I'm getting it. I better live up to it. Again, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming, you can catch my friend and colleague King Banyan on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It is The King Banyan Show, Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague Mitch Berg on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot, Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. I am the closer, closing out these uh, weekend uh, NARN programming, as always. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I I suppose I should address the um, the summit between President Donald Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, where they were discussing North Korea possibly uh, denuclearizing. And uh, Trump came out and said that uh, he was optimistic that uh, Kim Jong-un, when he declared that he would uh, eventually get rid of his nukes, stop with the missile testing immediately, and that in exchange the uh, United States would uh, demilitarize in the uh, in the uh, South Korean Peninsula. And, you know, all I could think of was the infamous picture of Bill Clinton's Secretary of State, Madeleine Albright, uh, raising a toast with then-Korean leader Kim Jong-il, who is the current Korean leader's uh, late father, now late father. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm very skeptical. I'll just, I'll just, put, it, I'll just put it out there. And I don't believe this should be a trust but verify situation. You know, when, when countries say, well, well, we'll denuclearize, and you know, like Iran, when the Iran nuclear deal was, was you know, they, there was a trust but verify situation. But typically, from the time the request was to do an independent inspection to when it could actually occur was about three and a half weeks, which means Iran could have been violating terms of the deal, but they could have concealed the evidence that they were violating terms of the deal in three and a half weeks that it would take from the time an inspection was requested until it was granted. And Hugh Hewitt has said on these very airways, you know, he's on uh, weekdays, 5 to 8 a.m., right here in AM 1280, national radio host, of course, Hugh Hewitt. And he said, uh, this should this should not be trust but verify, but verify, verify, verify. If at any moment uh, designated inspectors are denied access to uh, North Korea's nuclear sites, pull a plug in the deal. Just done. Pull a plug in the deal. Same thing if they happen to test any missiles. 
Uh, I don't know how easy these are to verify. I don't really know the framework of the agreement. Again, this is a very preliminary agreement. This this is by no means a, a finality, and this is going to be years in the making in terms of uh, verifying that they're adhering to the to the terms of the deal. And obviously, there are those who say that the president was. Uh, utterly delusional given that he expressed pessimism of the Iran nuclear deal and, of course, ultimately pulled the United States out of it. This was a deal that was obviously struck near the end of the Obama administration. They say, well, you know, he expresses pessimism with the Iran deal, but then all of a sudden he's he's talking so optimistically about uh, Kim Jong-un, someone who deliberately keeps his people, I mean, literally in the dark and lets them know of no other world outside of North Korea, and if they even just look cross-eyed at him, they're thrown into a prison camp, and yet we're supposed to trust this person, the same person who under whose regime uh, tortured and eventually led to the death of U.S. citizen Otto Warmbier because Otto Warmbier, while he was over in North Korea, stole a, uh, a propaganda poster. Now, again, not justifying the, the, uh, the, the petty theft, but goodness sakes, that seems to be a rather disproportional response. But yet we're all, we're all of a sudden supposed to trust a dear leader, as he's called in his country. So uh, that said, there are stark differences between this and the Iran deal. And I was glad the president had made this point. He says, well, we're not paying $150 billion. First of all, when George Stephanopoulos asked him, you know, Mr. President, you, you lamented the Iran deal, but yet, we're supposed to think that this deal with North Korea is a good deal. And he said, well, first, we didn't stop pay $150 billion. That was the approximate amount of the sanctions that were lifted uh, after the uh, Obama administration struck the nuclear deal with Iran. And also, uh, another difference is, is that uh, Kim Jong-un, he seems to enjoy being kind of a, a tin pot dictator. So if he were to launch a nuke and start a nuclear war... You're basically guaranteeing some mutually assured destruction. And I don't think he wants that because he's, like I say, he enjoys being the ruler. He had exposure to, or he enjoys uh, Western culture. You know, he went to, when he was a youngster, he went to school in Switzerland. And so he got a, uh, and he's, it was funny. uh, I forget which news station I was watching uh, Monday. They brought this up. Apparently he's a big fan of Bond movies. Can you imagine the North Korean leader watching Bond movies for crying out loud? That's just that's just that's just a bizarre picture by him. So there are differences. Uh, so I don't think he is all, all that interested in mutually assured destruction, and that's the difference between the North this North Korean regime and obviously the mullahs who rule in Iran. That is their end game. Is is mutually assured destruction? And if you have the largest state sponsored country of terror in the world getting their hands on a nuclear weapon there there's no question that what their what their goal is so yeah this was a historic meeting but again this is this is going to be something years in the making before there's full denuclearization and it, and that you can feel confident in the fact that he's not going to ramp up his his nuclear weapons program again uh another thing i was fascinated by is that apparently the same people who fawned over uh Kim Jong-un's sister at the Olympics, you know, how despite living in such a, uh, a desolate country that, uh, you know, she actually dresses very classy and was a very, had a very, you know, delightful personality. 
And it's just like, really? You're saying about this, about someone who's a cabinet member, one of the most brutal regimes in, in the world? How they, how they were whitewashing it. It was just, it, it was scary. But yet now that the president actually says similar things about, about Kim Jong-un, you know, people just lost their minds. It's like, so th- this is where we are in this political discourse now. If it's someone you like that's, that's, that's saying it or conveying it, or if they're, you know, the enemy, the enemy of your enemy is your friend, hey, it's all good. But if it's someone you have tremendous disdain for, then, you know, beyond the pale. And this was what really, this was what really bothered me. Uh, the president interviewed with Greta Van Susteren just after the, uh, just after the summit. And he was asked, what surprised you about Kim Jong-un? And Trump is saying, well, really, he's got a great personality. He's a funny guy. He's very smart. He's a great negotiator. He loves his people. Not that I'm surprised by that, but he loves his people. So, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, time out. He loves his people? People that are being starved to death, you realize, right? People are being put in prison camps if they commit, commit even just the pettiest of thefts? He loves his people? And, you know... Kudos to Greta. She's a she's a Trump apologist. But she, says, she says, whoa, whoa, whoa. He starved them. He's been brutal to them. He still loves his people. And then Trump's response, well, look, he's, he's, he's doing what he's seen done, if you look at it. But I really have to go by today and by yesterday and by a couple weeks ago. That's really when this whole thing started. And it's like, you know, Mr. President, goodness sakes, at the State of the Union, you acknowledge someone who defected from North Korea who was run over by a train because he tried to defect and basically lender rendered him immobile. So, I don't know, part of it is, I think, maybe Trump trying to stay on his good side and hope for a win here, hope for a good deal, but um, to heap effusive praise upon a, on a, upon a brutal dictator like that, that, that was pretty nauseating. And then later on, and then later on in the week, he said something along the lines of, well, I like the way his people, he com- commands his people's attention. You know, I wish I could command the American people's attention that way. It's like, yeah, the reason he commands their attention is because many of those citizens in North Korea have probably had multiple generations of their family thrown in internment camps for whatever reason. So, yeah, you're probably not going to want to look cross-eyed at the uh, at the current leader, that's for certain. So uh, something to keep an eye on, not over just the next several months, but number of years, I have a feeling. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also use hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show on Twitter. Brad Carlson, The Closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who was honest and upfront, no hidden costs or fees, and owning the rights to my own work. It all starts with our free author submission kit. Call 800-566-1012. We'll edit, design, copyright, protect, print, and distribute books online and in bookstores everywhere. You'll see your books in Christian bookstores and 
Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. If you have a biography, novel, devotional, self-help, or other inspirational work, we get it published. We provide professional book editing, award-winning design, with the highest royalty structure in the industry. Plus, you retain 100% rights to your work. Get your book published today. Call for your free author submission kit at 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. The National Guard for me was a perfect fit. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I didn't find that in the normal day-to-day life. I didn't find that working behind a desk. I realized being hands-on and being a soldier was something that would keep me active, keep me outside, keep me in the, that team environment that I craved and that I needed so much. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. I wanted to be in Boise, Idaho. I wanted to be home. The National Guard gave me the opportunity to stay right where I was, to serve my country and my community, and it was the best of both worlds. I grew up flying bush planes in Alaska with my dad. I was fortunate enough to get my pilot's license. I wanted to be in helicopters. I wanted to be a crew chief. The Army National Guard gave me a chance to fly helicopters now instead of fixed-wing aircraft. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Hey folks, Dennis Prager here for Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. I've been telling you for years that they have a beautiful family-run store with the largest selection of loose diamonds in the state. Now, Continental Diamond is the home for Breitling Watches, the only independent jewelry store in the Twin Cities to offer these amazing Swiss timepieces. Favorites of pilots all over the world, check out the amazing selection of Breitling chronographs at Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and find them online at ContinentalDiamond.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like the U.S. and Liberty. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Hey, welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the broadcast, and we're here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. And you can use Twitter if you'd like to uh, reach out to us, comment on any of the show topics today. That's hashtag NARN Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Again, for any comments or questions, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Going to take a little bit of a pivot here. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, as I've talked about on this broadcast, I'm one of the co-MCs of the annual Miss Minnesota Scholarship pageant. And last night, uh, in fact, about, if my math is correct, a mere 17 hours ago, we crowned a new Miss Minnesota. She is Michaeline Carlin. She's going to tell us all about uh, her platform, her uh, community service, uh, her excitement about uh, going to Miss American Atlantic City in less than three months, and uh, what she has planned for the next 364 days of her raid. Uh, Michaeline Carlin, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Good to see you, young lady. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. Oh, glad to have you on. Uh, I think I asked you this off the uh, off the air. Have uh, how much sleep have you have you got uh, since uh, you were crowned Miss Minnesota, Michaeline Carlin? Uh, I've tried to get a few a few uh, hours. Well, we appreciate you coming off cloud <laughs> nine, you know, to join us today. It's uh, it was quite an experience to say the least. Well, what was your uh, what was your general feeling going into the week? I mean, did you have a specific goal in mind? Like, hey, I'm in it to win it. Some are just top ten, top five. What was uh, kind of your mindset going into the week? I guess. I was ready to 
to take this title. And, and you took it, you did? I did. I am so happy and so thrilled. I just, I came in very focused and very prepared. And I just knew, I just knew what I wanted. And I just kept thinking that in my mind the whole week. Well, fantastic. Well, it's, it's like I say, it's been fun to uh, see your journey since you were crowned at your uh, local level, I guess, uh, late last year. Uh, what's, what's been your pageant history like? Have you competed in pageants before this year, Michaeline? Well, it's an interesting one. Okay. I actually competed my first pageant my senior year of high school. Oh, okay. I competed with uh, Liz Scipioni in the Miss St. Paul, Miss Minneapolis pageant. Really? Okay. Back in 2011. So it's been a, it's been a while. And I was, you know, I had no pageant experience, and Natalie Davis was the Miss Minnesota. Okay. She, she was so incredible. She was in the dressing rooms giving us advice and helping us, which I just thought was the neat, most neat thing. And it, then after that, I was hooked. It, I wanted to do another one, but I ended up going to New York and for my Bachelor of Fine Arts in Dance program with the Ailey Fordham program. I competed for Miss Cosmopolitan, Miss New York City, actually with alongside Kira Kassan-Stav. Oh, my gosh. And Acacia McCourtney. Incredible, right? And I thought to myself, oh, my. This is is very, very real. And I, I just knew right from then. I didn't place in that pageant. I knew right from then. I came to New York for my BFA program. I have about 24 credits a semester. And I need to really focus on that. So uh, from that point on, my freshman, that was my freshman year of college. I haven't competed in any, any pageant at all. So you are a, uh, a you're you are a professional ballerina too, correct? I mean, you sure look like it on stage anyhow. Well, thank you. (laughs) But so how did your interest in dance uh, get fostered? Were you just a a youngster when you said, when you just. I uh, happened to see ballet, uh, ballet and say I wanted to do that. How'd that come about, Michaeline Garland? It was from the very start. I feel like I came out dancing. Yeah? Right from the start. We started dance classes at three years old, but even the moment I could walk, it, my thing was commercials okay. any, or radio even. Anytime I heard a song or saw something fun on TV, I would sit down, my parents or my grandparents, sit them all on the couch, line them up, and go in front of them and perform and dance and put on a show. So my parents knew right away to get me into into dance classes. And it certainly paid off, like I said. Uh, and uh, by the way, Michaeline brought in quite a haul over this weekend. I mean, not only obviously did she win Miss Minnesota in the top scholarship award, you've also won both preliminary awards and a Love for Giving scholarship and also a special scholarship this year that was given out to the young ladies who showed an entrepreneurial dedication to their platform. So uh Unofficially, I think that I, I'm serious. I think that's a record haul for one contestant in a pageant. <laughs> I'm serious. I believe it is. I, I don't want to talk at a turn, but I I would have to say that that probably is a record. So, uh, talk. Speaking of your platform, talk a little bit about that and uh, what you're doing that in your community and how you're going to expand upon that as Miss Minnesota, Michaeline. Raise the bar is my plat- the title of my platform, and it is truly my way of giving back to the community through my art, being a professional dancer. And that's B-A-R-R-E, raise yes, the bar. Yes, raise the bar, B-A-R-R-E. It's a little pun on uh, the ballet bar. I like it. Yes. Well, we don't use ballet bars in the class. I try to make it very inclusive for all students of all ages genders, demographics, and abilities. And we just go in, and I tell them we're going to have a fun time and do lots of activities. So they love it. 
Absolutely. So, and now that you're uh, now that you're uh, Miss Minnesota, this is just something that uh, well, you've been kind of all over the state already, haven't you? Kind of with this uh, particular platform. I mean, you're kind of restricted to South Central. Uh, yes, I, I was restricted to South Central. So I really I went. I was in Wasika, Owatonna, a lot, as well as every elementary school in Rochester, just about. Well, now you mentioned that uh, you attended uh, Fordham University in uh, New York City. Uh, did you ever make the uh, short jaunt down to Atlantic City and pose with the statue that's holding the crown over the young lady's head as a dream? What you could someday accomplish, Michael? I really, really wanted to, but we did not have the time, unfortunately. Sounded like you were a little busy in college. I just, get that. Yeah. Just a slightly. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's a reality. Atlantic City, a little less than uh, three months away. I mean, like I said, you're fresh, 17 hours fresh off your crowning. Have you allowed yourself to start thinking about looking? Ahead. I mean, you almost kind of have to. It almost seems like they have you uh, going. Well, I mean, look at you. You're on the radio less than 24 hours later. <laughs> but have you allowed yourself to think about what that's going to be like? Land yes, City? I've been I've been thinking about it a lot with the new direction that this program's going in. Yes. I think the only thing you can do is is start going right away and, and knowing what you want to do and what you want to accomplish and how you want to present yourself there. I'm ready to go. <laughs> so have they given have they given you and I I mean they've talked a little bit about you know they call it Miss America 2.0 and and obviously mm-hmm. one of the high profile changes is if they is if got rid of the bikini no more young ladies walking in a bikini on stage that mm-hmm. lifestyle and fitness portion uh, have they kind of given you an insight of what the format's going to be like? Because I, I listen to how Gretchen Carlson, the new executive director, kind of detail it, but mm-hmm. I'm not real clear on myself. Can you kind of shed a little light on? And we were so bit? fortunate to be able to have Gretchen here at the gala. We and, were. And explaining. Cousin Gretchen. I, uh, yes, and getting everybody excited for these new changes. And I think, you know, there are still some things up in the air, but we're excited to find out what they may be and, and exactly how this competition is going to be changed. And I'm very excited. Excited to see what it's going to be like and and prepare for that. So obviously you have got a lot of time, you know, full year ahead of you as mm-hmm. uh, as a Miss Minnesota, if nothing else. But uh, what's the first week like? What's that hold? I mean, you have is it uh, pretty much a lot of paperwork, wardrobe, all that fun stuff? I I got a packet of paperwork last night. Homework, oh homework to do right away, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we are just getting everything kind of organized. We got my resume and platform that we're that we're fine tuning, and everything's kind of going, 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 going fast. So I'm excited. We're on Wednesday. We're gonna make the trip down to Iowa to look at my wardrobe and hopefully pick out some amazing pieces for that with Le Chic in Iowa. Sure, sure. I went there for my uh, gown that I wore on the Miss Minnesota stage, and I just loved it. An incredible experience going there. So what was kind of your uh, general feeling as you were moving on last night? Obviously, right away you're in the top ten, and you're in the top five, and then you're you know down to three, two, and then it's down to just two of you. I mean, uh can you possibly even express what went through your mind when you finally heard your name called by that obnoxious MC who took forever to finally uh, call <laughs> your name out? Can you can you kind of go tell us what was going through your mind, Michaeline? The one thing I do remember is actually being very happy that you took a while to announce my name because I did. Oh, that's we good. needed okay. that moment. We needed that moment to just stand there. And Catherine Kippers was the woman who I was standing there with. We have been friends throughout this entire journey of our local titles. And I couldn't imagine a, a more beautiful soul and individual to be sharing that moment with. And that is, yeah, that is wonderful to see because, you know, you are, you ladies are competing for one crown and it is, you know, it, it is a competition, mm-hmm. but at the same time to see how everybody was just so ecstatic for you you know, the one young lady to have the crown atop your head uh, had to feel extra gratifying, didn't it? 
It did. It did. That moment was pure joy. Pure joy. I'm, and I'm glad you I'm, I'm glad you clarified you were okay with the long pause because I know there's there's <laughs> been some who uh, who are not so okay with it. And well, at last year's Miss Minnesota, her boyfriend who was bigger than me. He says, "Man, what was going on? You took forever." I'm like, "Hey, hey, hey it was in the script. Don't come at me like this." <laughs> so I pre, you know, but as long as the young ladies appreciate it, uh, that's fine with it. And of course, yes, I was the one who I was the obnoxious guy who called uh, Mike Leeds. Uh, uh, name as she was crowned Miss Minnesota. And, uh, you know, it's going to be an exciting year, to say the least. And we're looking forward to seeing you in Atlantic City for Miss America. And I think a lot of us are very intrigued by the uh, the changes. That's what's going on with the organization. Uh, uh, Michaeline, we need to take a break. Are you able to hang over for one final short segment after? Of course. Commercial? Okay. Michaeline Carlin, she, Miss Minnesota 2018. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, about her life. And she'll give you a all her social media accounts where you can follow her a year and see what she's up to and follow her journey to uh, Miss America. All that fun stuff right here in the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And hey, if you'd like to give us a call, 651-289-4488. Or if you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Again, with any comments or questions, back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. I was skeptical when I heard that your family bank could help me pay off my mortgage and get out of debt in under 10 years with my current income. Hi, my name is John. I'm a Patriot listener and a financial executive here in town. As such, I understand numbers. Using your family bank, my family will go from a $292,000 mortgage with 22 years remaining and $40,000 of additional debt to being totally out of debt, including the mortgage, in 9.8 years. We'll save $103,000. If you don't have a program which will get your family totally out of debt, including your mortgage, in less than 10 years just by redirecting your current cash flow, you need to talk with Daniel of Your Family Bank, who's right here in the Twin Cities. Thanks, John. This is Daniel Altwig of Your Family Bank. My friend, there's no risk nor obligation to find out for yourself. Go to daniel.yourfamilybank.org, click on the Request tab in the upper right-hand corner, and leave your contact information. daniel.yourfamilybank.org. That's Daniel. This is Lon Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. President Trump's historic summit with North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un was a very significant step as the two leaders seek to bridge the wide chasm that has separated the two nations since the cessation of hostilities on the Korean Peninsula almost 65 years ago. While the world made much of the handshake and the photo op between President Trump and Kim Jong-un, our focus should really be on the hard work that comes now in the wake of their meeting. North Korea agreed to engage in complete denuclearization, but will we be able to both verify their actions and ensure they cannot restart their nuclear weapons program? These are important questions that remain to be answered. We should all hope and pray for success, and the recent summit was a huge step forward, but we should also recognize that a difficult and long road lies ahead. I'm Lon He Chen. For more information and to sign up for our podcast, please visit townhallreview.com. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree, offered on its most beautiful campus. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text WATER11 to 443443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text WATER11 to 
443-443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443-443. That's W-A-T-E-R-1-1 to 443-443. Hey, welcome back. AM1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Is me, Brad Carlson. One final segment on the broadcast. Honored to be joined by newly crowned Miss Minnesota. Again, a little more than uh, 17 hours ago she was crowned Miss Minnesota. She is Michaeline Carlin from, you from? Casson, Minnesota. Casson, Minnesota. That's right. I should know that. And, uh, anyway, she is here to uh, talk about her year upcoming and, of course, uh, heading to Atlantic City in a little less than three months. And, of course, if you've heard about uh, the Miss America, the uh, how it's evolving, how it's changing, and uh, it's called, they're basically calling it Miss America 2.0. And one of the things that the uh, judges were telling Mike Lee, apparently, is they were judging young ladies who can thrive in, under this new format, this new system, Miss America 2.0. And like I was telling Mike Lee off the air, I think she would have won any, pretty, pretty much any format to go oh, to Miss America. I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I'm sorry. With that level of talent, you know, no one was touching that. I'm just, I'm just saying here. I'm, I'm not that I'm a, a ballet expert by any stretch <laughs> of the man, imagination. But uh, uh, what were some of the things that, if you could talk about, I don't know if it's exclusive information that the judges are conveying to you after uh, they meet with you, but um, kind of something that you really brought to the table that really intrigued them, Mike Lee. This Miss America 2.0 is is different, and I I think they really notice my entrepreneurial dedication in yes. my life, and especially with my platform. And that's something that I'm excited to promote going forward and going to Atlantic City. And obviously, a healthy lifestyle is certainly a, a big mm-hmm. part of it. And again, we as we alluded to, they're eliminating the bikinis. So that aspect of lifestyle and fitness is no longer, but that's still always going to be a very important part of your life. And you talked about something this past week I did not know. You actually suffered a very ser- serious illness when mm-hmm. I think what was it you were a teenager you were what unable to walk for a while why don't you talk a little bit about that yes it's pretty scary it probably happened actually when I was a teenager and I just didn't know it it wasn't until I had moved to New York City for my Bachelor of Fine Arts and Dance program my freshman year I was really struggling mm. and you know I, I didn't know what it was all about if it was mo- moving and being sick that way but actually I got really sick and ended up being at the Mayo Clinic a lot the summer between my freshman year of college and my sophomore year. Found out that I have an autoimmune disorder. I'm celiac as well as um, mm. I'm to a lot of things. So I have to be careful about what I put in my body and what I put on my skin, which is actually what drove my mom and I to start our own skincare company, Ballerina Botanicals. Okay. And you, and you, you can tout that website, Mike Lee. I, I'm not getting anything out of it. Feel free to if people like to hear more about it. Uh, you've got. A, do you have a website for that? Yes, it's uh, ballerinabotanicals.com. dot com. Uh, gotcha. And we also sell on Etsy too. Okay, mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, and obviously that's something that uh, this is a t- today's environment certainly great for uh, female entrepreneurs. And well, you got an entrepreneurial scholarship out of the deal too, so that has to be pretty exciting. So um, I guess we got uh, we've got about five minutes uh, left in this uh, particular segment. Mm-hmm. What is uh, what's your? I guess you. Gold going into Miss Minnesota to win it all. You accomplish that. Uh, you're going to uh, going 
going to be the first uh, Miss America 2.0, uh, Michaeline. Is that your goal here? Uh, <laughs> I hope so. I, I think now? we should shoot for it and don't look back, right? Okay. Somebody, uh, we do, do we, is that true? We have a call? Line one? Okay. Uh, what's this? Michaeline's Apprentice is on the line. Do you know who that is, Michaeline? No, I'm very curious to see, though, okay. who it well, is. Okay. Uh, caller, line one, uh, go ahead. You're on the air. Uh, just wait. This is uh, Princess Ellie. Hi, sweetheart. <laughs> Hello, you're on the air. Hi, Ellie. This is my Northern Lights princess. Oh, Ellie. I know Ellie. Hi, Ellie. Hi. How are you, sweetie? Good. Good. Are you, you're on the radio right now. What? What? <laughs> I am too. Isn't this awesome? Mm-hmm. Hope she doesn't get stage fright now. Maybe we shouldn't have told her that. Oh, oops. Uh, El- no, Ellie. I know. I I saw Ellie last night. She's excited for her Miss Minnesota uh, sash too. So she yes. getting fired up. You're excited for that, aren't you, Ellie? Going to be the Miss get the Miss Minnesota sash, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Ellie, do you want to tell him something special that you wore last night? What did you wear? A crown. A crown. But what also did you wear? I know the what answer dress? to this one. Uh-huh. Your dress. Yes, you did. You wore my dress from when I was a flower girl when I was your age. That what? was so, so special when you came out. I almost cried. That is... <laughs> but Ellie, have you ever been to Atlantic City before? Are you going to go this uh, September? I don't want to put pressure on your parents or anything. It's their dime, <laughs> not mine. So. <laughs> you're you're going. That's it. All right. It's it's okay. a done deal. Okay. Hey, thanks, Allie. We thank thanks so much for calling and uh, saying hello. What a treat that was. Yeah, that was uh, Michaeline's Northern Lights uh, Princess. And uh, I didn't know that story until I think I saw it in social media this morning that she wore. Uh-huh. Your, uh, was a flower girl's dress? Yes. That's when ex- I was her age, I was in my cousin, my mom's cousin's wedding, and. When they when I heard they needed a white dress, I'm, I'm I think I have a couple of those, and it worked out. Yeah, that's that's pretty fantastic. Now, was this the first time she was ever Northern Lights princess? It was the first time. And now she's now she's with Miss Minnesota. That's pretty cool, huh? I know, isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, a lot of firsts here, and this was your first state pageant, and yeah, you boom, two, your min- two firsts. Yeah, that's Ellie. Awesome. Ellie has always said from the start, right when I asked her to be my Northern Lights princess, she said to her mom, "We're meant to be." Yeah, that's, and I love it. I love I it. I believe it. She's so sweet. Well, once again, we're joined by the newly crowned uh, Miss Minnesota, Michaeline Carlin. You can uh, follow her here, I believe, on uh, Instagram. There's the uh, uh, Miss America MN on Instagram, Miss America MN on Twitter. Uh, do you use Twitter much, uh, Michaeline? I don't have you're going Twitter. To, you're going to now. So okay. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know. And then, <laughs> but there is also the official MissMinnesota.org uh, website. And I believe Miss Minnesota also has her own Instagram, which a lot is being they done They do. On Instagram, it's at MissMinOrg. As well as Miss America MN. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Rachel is a, a friend of the broadcast, so I know she would want me to tout that as much as I possibly can. Of course. I, I think I failed to uh, on stage last night. Maybe I shouldn't have made that public. And there's also Facebook, <laughs> Miss Minnesota Scholarship 
program. Fantastic. And you'll definitely follow along with uh, Michaeline's year, her uh, journey to Atlantic City. And uh, like I say, we're always optimistic when a young lady goes to Atlantic City. Like, this is, is this going to be the first one since, uh, I think Gretchen was almost 30 years ago now. So, uh, yeah, I think it's high time. Well, it's it's due for another. I think so. And how how great would that timing be, the, you know, the time time she takes over Miss America, then a Miss Minnesota wins. There'd be probably be a lot of conspiracy theorists out there <laughs> after that. I don't know. But I think if they saw you perform uh, that kind of talent, it'd be hard to dispute. I mean, how much how much work is that every day to, to, to perfect a talent like that? I mean, I know you're probably, because you're a professional, you're probably a perfectionist. You probably think it's never perfect. But how much work every day do you put in for something like that? It's a lot of work. I and would think. being a professional dancer, we're we're in the studio a lot, so mm-hmm. I'm always working on my own technique aside from my my solo, but just working on my talent itself. I put a lot of work into it because it was originally a 6-minute piece oh my that gosh. was choreographed in New York mm-hmm. alongside Michelle Wiles of Ballet Next. The piece is so special to me because it's about performing on stage with a ghost. Okay. And I dedicated both of my two performances this week to my grandfathers who have passed away. Okay. Well, very well. that was very special. It makes it even more meaningful. And so I'm sure a lot of emotion is pouring out after you're done, right? Yes. Very emotional. Well, again, we were honored to be joined by uh, Miss Minnesota 2018, Michaeline Carlin, talking a little bit about the, uh, well, Day one's almost in the book, so the next 364 days of uh, her reign. And if she's Miss America, well, heck, it goes till next September. So <laughs> that's pretty exciting. So, Michaelina, it's been an honor to have you on the broadcast. Congratulations again. We are looking so forward to your year as uh, Miss Minnesota, particularly under this new uh, Miss America 2.0 system. And uh, uh, best of luck to you here forward and getting ready for Atlantic City. And uh, Maybe get some sleep this week, hopefully, right? Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, it's AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. As I emphasize, special programming notes starting next Sunday. Yes, I get my second hour back. 1 to 3 p.m. I will be on the air, uh, hopefully for the foreseeable future. So we look forward to you tuning in, as always. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Open. Next, you're holding up the line, ma'am. What did you say? You're next in line for the water slide, ma'am. Feet forward and enjoy the ride. Okay, dearie, this does look fun. The Wicked Witch of the West on a water slide? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to GEICO. See what you've done! GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I'm Jan Mark Hill, helping you understand the times. It helps us maintain an Israel-centric prophetic grid. The purpose of the clock is to help us process the prophetic information in a biblical way and to understand it the way God intends for it to be by keeping Israel in the center. In 1948, God's prophetic calendar began its countdown to fulfilling Bible prophecy. When Israel became a nation, it started in motion God's time clock. The world stage is being set for a world dictator, a one-world government 
government system and World War III that will be fought in the Middle East. God's Word tells us that Israel will be the center of all of this, and in the end, God comes to her rescue. For Christians, it is important that we don't lose our support for Israel. God has not abandoned His promises to her. In fact, Israel is the main character in His final chapter of human history. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Does what we do matter? You know, in the big scheme of things, how important is a roof or gutters? And and maybe those things aren't real important in the eternal scope of things, but they are important in us establishing relationships with other people. And they're also important in being able to reach out, being able to meet people, being able to expand the kingdom or, or edify or build each other up. So maybe our work is more of a vehicle to establish relationships than it is just a business. Some of the services we offer are shingle roofing, residential roofing. We also do commercial and residential flat roofs, rubber and TPO flat roofs, small or large. For a free and obvious no obligation estimate, you can always contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. You work hard for your money, so make sure your money is working hard for you. Our sister station, Business 1440, brings you financial advice from pros like Dave Ramsey, Bill Gunderson, and the Twin Cities' own financial fortitude and investing for success. With up-to-the-minute market updates, real estate tactics, and tips on investing and saving, Business 1440 will keep more of that hard-earned cash in your pocket. Learn more and listen live at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. AM 1280, The Patriot is... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.